We're here to grow. We're here to develop. We're here to succeed. That's what we're about. Today's series, what we're talking about is I Have Decided. And now, you know, last week we went into some things on, we did that, you know, I have decided to follow Jesus. You know, and then we talked about the history of that song a little bit and and the the faith it, it takes to make the decision and how strong of a decision it is. Now, what we've decided to do here at Thrive is we've decided to go on a 21 uh, day of fasting and praying. Now, in fasting, you don't have to fast food. And because some people, you say fast food, so they hit McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell. But what, what I'm trying to get on a, on a 21-day fast is I'm trying to get you to, to take something in your life that's distracting you from getting closer to God, take that out of the way for 21 days, and replace that with something more spiritual. Reading the Word, praying, listening to worship, meditating on Scripture, you know, things like that. See, the whole, the whole thing is this, is we want to take a look at the most important decisions that we can make. And you know, the most important decision you can ever make is to follow Christ. That is the most important decision. You know, over the years, I've had people tell me that they don't know what their purpose in life is. And they, you know, especially when I was a youth pastor, I'd have teenagers talk to me about that all the time. You know, I just don't know what my purpose is. I want, you know, blah, 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 you know. And let me tell you, they get to be 20 and 30 and 40 years old, and they say the same thing. That's just the truth. And that's because what happens is we're wandering around aimlessly. We have no clue, and, and, and it's because we don't know who he is in us. If you know who Christ Jesus is in you, you'll quit walking aimlessly. You'll start walking with a purpose. In marriages, it's the same thing. It's, it's having a vision. And the thing is, is if you don't have a vision, I mean, it, it's, you get messed up. You know, marriages, it starts off really good. What's our vision? Well, we want to get married. Okay, that's, that's the start. We want a yellow house and a white picket fence and a dog named Spot. Okay. Now you got your yellow house, your white picket fence, your dog named Spot. Where's your vision now? Because if you don't have a vision that continues on, What's going to happen is you're going to end up with a, a, a failed marriage, something that's just not successful, something that's spiraling down. Vision has to be continual. Goals have to be continual. And that's what you have to do. The reason why most criminals go back to jail and they're repeat offenders is because they don't have any vision after getting out of jail. All they see is, I need to get out, I need to get out, I need to get out, I need to get out. Okay, you're out. What are you going to do with yourself now? Well, I don't know. I didn't think about that. Okay, now you're going to hang out with the people you used to hang out with. Do the same things you used to do and go back to jail. So the thing of it is, is we need to have vision. We need to have revelation. Having a vision and having a purpose, what it does is it gives us a reason to get up every day. It motivates us to go and, and, and enjoy life. In Proverbs 29, 18, it says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. See, we weren't created to survive. We were created to thrive. We were created to to go more. In the New King James Version, it says this, where there is no revelation, it says the people cast off restraint. Same verse, two different translations. What does that mean? It means if you don't have a revelation or a vision in your life, you'll live life carelessly. You'll throw off restraint. That's why the world is in the shape it's in right now, because the world doesn't have vision, because our leaders as a whole have no vision for our nation, for this world. No true vision. Nothing to take us someplace greater or someplace better. And that's why we have no more 
core values or morals and things like that because there's no vision. When you have vision, then all of a sudden morals and values rise up on the inside of you. The Hebrew word for vision, and this is not an, an Italian uh, uh, calzone, it's called kazone. Okay, so it's not, it's not something you eat at a restaurant. And that word means a dream. You can write this in your notes. Revelation or vision. And that's what that means. See, when you find your purpose, it brings meaning to everything else in your life. But you have to find your purpose. And what I want to do is I want to talk about what vision will do for you. And the first thing that a vision will do for you is a vision for life will bring focus. See, vision will bring you into a target to where you're focused on something. You know, usually people who are unfocused and who, who really have no vision, some of them think they do, but they don't, but I'll, I'll, I'll spill the beans right now. If you're busy and tired, you have no vision. What that means is if you're busy and tired, you don't know how to say no. And so you do all these other things that you were not created to do, things that you were not, that, that are not your purpose in life, so it causes you to, to get exhausted on the inside and you're, you're mentally, uh, tired and you're, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, what's going on? I mean, I'm just always busy and just, oh, I'm just so exhausted. I just don't have time to do anything. You just don't know how to say no. How do I know that? Because I have a hard time saying no. You know, I'm preaching to the choir right here. I understand that. You know, hey, do you want to work this shift? Yeah, hey, do you want to do this? Yeah, yeah, hey, do you, you know, my goodness. I need to chill a little bit. Leah's saying, you, you know, you need to take notes yourself. Anyway, the next thing it does is a vision for life will bring endurance. Because people with a vision don't give up. If you have a vision and you can see the goal line, even if it physically can't be seen, but you can see it on the inside and you're watching yourself and you imagine yourself finishing the race good, guess what? It gives you an inner strength that your physical body can't do on its own because it's strong. you're stronger on the inside than you are on the outside. Let me tell you, you're just a wimp on the outside. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how much weight you lift. You're a wimp. But on the inside, you're a giant. And there's nothing that can stop you but you. The next thing it does is a vision for life will bring fulfillment. What I've come to find out in, in life is I've only become fulfilled by understanding and knowing Christ Jesus. And having Christ as the center of my life. You can't get fulfillment any other way. There's nothing else that will satisfy you. I don't care. Cars, motorcycles, boats, uh, lions, tigers, kangaroos, oh my, you know. I mean, none of that stuff will satisfy you. It doesn't matter what it is. A new job, you know, oh, you know, I just got, I'll work overtime and I'll get more, more money. But money won't satisfy you. Because as soon as you get more money, you're going to want more. How many people... Well, somebody walked up to them and said, okay, I'm giving out $100 bills. And they go, I said, okay, stop, that's too much. No, keep going, right? <clears throat> so even if you had a whole lot of $100 bills, you want more. It won't satisfy you. See, I'm satisfied whether I have money in the bank. What was that, Alexa? Shorty, what's your thing? Is that what you said? 
It doesn't matter if I have money in the bank, if I have money in my wallet. That doesn't matter because my daddy, God, owns it all. He knows what I need before I even ask him. And you know, we said he's a good, good father. He is. <coughs> he will, you know, the Bible says, and we know this, that he will give us what? Take care of all of our what? Okay. He's our shepherd, we shall not. So not only does he take care of what you need, he takes care of what you want. If you do a study in the Greek on the word need in Philippians there, it means wants and desires. See, because God doesn't want you, oh, I just want to, just as long as I can get by. No, God wants you to be blessed, to be a blessing. He wants you to help other people out, and he wants you to not only give some people some fish, but he wants you to teach them how to fish so they can go give somebody else some fish and teach them how to fish. Blessed to be a blessing. Amen? So we are fulfilled in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1.11 in the Message Bible, it says this, It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and in everyone. So in Christ, we find our purpose. This is where you find your purpose, is in Christ. You know, you can be in Christ and not know you're in Christ. And if you don't know you're in Christ, you won't find your purpose. And what I mean by that is, is you can be born again. Jesus can be your Lord. He can be your Savior and all these things. But you're just not really connected to him. And so since you're not really connected to him, on like a daily basis, you walk around like you're really not born again. You walk like the rest of the world walks. Not knowing who you are in Christ. Not So you won't know your purpose. You, you won't have any goals and things like that. And you know, that can destroy you. We're beginning now in 2018. I'm going to declare this is your year. I'm going to say, this is my year. 2018 is going to be better than any of the other years. Amen. All right, so we're going to look at the Word of God in Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 8. We'll go to 18. And what we're going to do is we're going to start looking at what our purpose is, the journey for it. It says, For you were once darkness. It didn't say in darkness, did it? It said you were once darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. So basically, let your light shine and make it count. And it says, and find out what pleases the Lord. See, that's what we need to do, is we need to find out what pleases Him. Having nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. And I'll tell you, all of us have some type of darkness somewhere in our lives. Okay? There's not one person here, oh, you know, I'm just such a perfect person. No, you're not. It says, but rather expose them. In other words, bring that darkness that's on the inside of you, bring it to the light. Don't hide it. See, in my household, when I was living with my grandmother, it was, shh, don't let the neighbors find out. It's like, why? I mean, so, well, no, we, don't, we don't want them to know. Don't, hey, don't tell them at church because, you know, they'll. Why? What are we trying to hide? If you're trying to hide something, you need to get rid of it. Because there's something wrong. I'm just, I'm just being real about it. It says, For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For it is light that makes everything visible. 
This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. He's saying, wake up from your reckless, aimless life with no purpose. Have a purpose, and let Christ's light shine in you with purpose. It says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. So that means there's going to be a bunch of opportunities because the days are evil. See, God knows that the days are evil, and so what he wants us to do is all the opportunities we have before us, he wants us to make wise decisions. And if we don't know who we are in him and don't know what our purpose is, we won't, have, we won't make wise decisions. We'll be making these bad decisions we've been making for years and years and years and years and keep on making these bad decisions until we change something on the inside. It says this. <coughs> Excuse me. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So that right there just said we can understand the will of God. You know how people say, well, if it be your will. What do you mean, if it be your will? You know, he only prayed that one time in the Garden of Gethsemane, but it wasn't, he didn't know the will of God because he continues on and talks about he knew what the will of the Father, not, yet not my will, because he didn't want to go to the cross, because he, he knew what it was going to do physically he didn't want to go. He knew it was going to be a lot of pain. But the thing of it was, yet not my will, your will. So he knew what the will of the Father was. So why are we going around praying, oh God, if it be your will? I'll tell you why we don't know the will of God, because you don't know your Bible. If you know your B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth, <laughs> and they are basic, and if you know that, then all of a sudden, you'll find out what your purpose is. Amen? It says what the will is, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. In other words, debauchery, what it means is don't go by your senses, don't go by your feelings. Don't let your feelings, don't let your body control your decisions. He said, instead, be filled with the Spirit. So that's what we need to do, is we need to be filled with the Spirit. And when you're filled with the Spirit of God, you'll make decisions where you're not walking around aimlessly, just doing this and doing this and doing this and doing this. I'll tell you, most people, especially when they're young, don't know what their purpose is. So they try to do everything. They get involved in this group and this group and this group and that group. That group that. And so then they can never really get truly get involved in one group to do something with purpose that actually counts and matters. So I'm going to give you three uh, questions that come from this scripture that I want you to ask. And this will help you find your purpose. Number one, what am I doing that I should not be doing? If you're honest with yourself, you'll know that there's things that you're doing you shouldn't be doing at all. You know, some of us have had dreams and visions and, and all these things, this grandiose thing from God, but we've given up on it. We run into roadblocks. We run into to setbacks and things like that. So, so we started settling. But God doesn't want you to settle. He wants you to thrive, not survive. What God wants you to do. This is your year. This is your year to get the junk out of your lives. Get the, the roadblocks. Get those things out of your lives. So that way you can start walking in what God has you to walk into. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then it goes on to say, then. Everybody say, then. Amen. Okay. 
Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Until we get our minds renewed, we can't find out the will of God. And you can't get your mind renewed unless you're into the Word of God because that's how we wash, it. We wash and renew our minds through the Word of God. So that's how it kind of works. And I don't mean go to the Word of God to Leviticus and try to figure all those laws and stuff out. No. Start off with Jesus. He is the answer. If you start off, I'll, I'll give you a great thing to do, and I've, I've talked to the church about this years ago. If you want to really know Jesus in a way that you don't know him right now, forget everything I've ever told you. Forget everything your mama, whoever has ever told you about God. Get the easiest translation that you can find. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Imagine yourself in there, in the story with them. And you watch the Holy Spirit reveal to you who Jesus is. And when you find out who Jesus is, you'll know the Father. You won't need a preacher or a religion or a denomination to explain him to you. He will teach you himself. And then when a preacher or someone starts speaking about him, on the inside you'll know it's true. And it will confirm the word of God on the inside of you. That's how it's supposed to work. But what goes on is, oh, we're better than you. We're better. Look, I'm not better than anybody. I just thank God I'm born again. If I did what I wanted to do before I'm doing what I'm doing now, I definitely wouldn't be a preacher. It's rough. It's, it's not for the weary. It's not, not for someone who's, who's weak of faith. I mean... You're talked about by everybody. I'm the most talked about person in this church, I guarantee it. The good, bad, and ugly. Target says, kick me or something, you know? I mean, that's the truth. And, and why would somebody want to put their family through all of that? But I'll tell you what, it's the greatest decision other than Christ Jesus as being my Savior and my wife and kids. It's the greatest decision I've made for purpose. I understand that this is my purpose. My purpose is to communicate and teach the Word of God and bring light to the Word. And then from there, your job is to bring light to the world. Amen? So we are in this together. All right, so don't let your senses hold you back. Proverbs 4, 25 through 27, it says, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only... Ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. I'm going to tell you what. If you keep your eyes on the prize, you'll, you'll fall very few times. It's when we take our eyes off the prize. It's when we take it off the goal. When we take it off what, what it's all about, then all of a sudden we're just fumbling and bumbling all over the place. But when we keep our eyes focused... We wake up focused. We start, we start giving God his glory in the morning. I mean, we start our day off right. We fall a whole lot less. Number two, what am I not doing that I should be doing? See, God opens up opportunities. We have a lot of opportunities here at Thrive to do stuff. Stuff with purpose. Stuff that's meaningful. It's a time to pray more. It's a time to get into God's word more. It's a, it's, it's a time to, to do something. So what am I not doing that I should be doing? James 4.17 says, Anyone who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. What? 
What? So that's not like murder or lying or... That's if you know you're supposed to do something good and you don't do it. It's sin. So if you're supposed to, to, to help out at the church and be a part of what's going on and you're not doing it, it's sin. Wow, really? Because the Bible tells us. Anyway, what I think we should probably do right now, if you're not on this 21 day, jump on it with us. We have 14 more days. Start seeking God. Seek Him with everything you have. And I'll tell you what, if you push your senses back and you, you push all this stuff back, I guarantee you God will meet you right where you're at. And what will happen is, is, is you'll start walking and entering into this spirit-filled life. For some of you, it's time to get into a small group and be a part of a small group consistently. Not being too busy or too tired. We have purpose. For others of you who've been here for a while, it's time for you to start a small group. Oh, I can't do that. Really? You can. You've been to enough small groups. You've been in church your whole life. You know Jesus like the back of your hand. Yeah, it's time. If you want life, your prayer life to increase, start a small group because now you've got something to pray about. And you have people to pray over. Anybody want their prayer life to increase? Okay, all of you are small group leaders. See, all the ones that didn't vote, they knew it was coming. You guys are just in denial and you need to go to a 12-step program. Anyway. Uh, Matthew 6.34 in the Message Bible says, give your, entire, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. Like I said last week, give me a year. Volunteer for a year. Plug in. Go all out. Go all in. Let's be a part of this mission together. And I guarantee you, God is going to show up in ways that you've never seen him show up before. Because, because anytime you decide to serve other people and put other people above yourself, you see God increase on the inside of you. It goes on to say, God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. In other words, don't worry about stuff. Well, I can't do this because of this. God will help you deal with that. Do what you're called to do. So, what are you not doing that you should be doing? Then the last one, and we'll, we'll close right here, is why not do it today? Remember what I said, tomorrow doesn't come. I remember when I was younger, there was a, a commercial, I think it was a DeVry commercial. And, well, I can always do this tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. And tomorrow never comes. Why not today? Why not make a decision today to do something for God? To make a decision today to get closer to Him. Don't wait till next January. Don't wait till next month, next week. Don't wait till tomorrow. Do it today.